Okay. I thought about the best way to conclude the ethical feminist porn series. And I really need it. I'll be concluding it in this episode. Because of all the articles I found, these are the best ones. So let's wrap up on this, shall we? By Cecily B. at Bad Fat Black Girl six years ago. Now, that's what she said about herself. This is Feministing.com on making independent porn for women. An interview with director Erica Lust. Around this time last year, I was talking about the controversial condom mandate that shed another light of judgment on the American porn industry. The post didn't lack disappointment in the current state of erotic film. Violent images that reinforce a misogynistic male gaze, G-A-Z-E, are often in full effect. And let's be honest, if you share any of my feminist sentiments, sexism in mainstream porn can be a bit of turnoff. While female bodies are necessarily in front of the camera for hetero, short for heterosexual, porn, rarely are they uplifted behind the camera. In in imaging new directions for porn, films and projects that are more inclusive, more focused on pleasure, more reflective on a broad range of desires, and those that challenge misogyny and the dominant heteronormative male gaze, G-A-Z-E, questioning who is able to produce porn is important. Enter female erotic film director Erica Lust. She is the creator of X Confessions, a site that takes women's desires to a whole nother level. They put apostrophe for another, meaning the word another. Her innovative project is in complete service for creating porn that her viewers, mainly women, want to see. Viewers can confess their fantasies in each month. Erica Lust and her will turn two into erotic short films. I was able to ask Erica Lust a few questions about her experiences creating erotic films. And here's what she had to say. So this is Cecily B. Cecily B. is her name. I'm sorry for butchering her name. Her name is Cecily B. S.B. Cecily B. Where are you from? Where do you currently live? Erica Lust. I was born in Stockholm in the cold winter of 1977. I grew up in Sweden before deciding that I needed more sun and a more relaxed lifestyle. So I moved to Barcelona in 2000 to learn Spanish and film direction and decided to stay. I now have two Catalan daughters, my partner Pablo and a successful company. It has has been an amazing trip. Sasali B. Erica Lust is such a cool name. How'd you come up with it? Erica Lust. My Swedish surname is very difficult to write and pronounce. Plus, Lust sounded much better as a name for an erotic film director, but Erica is my first 
real name, but Erica's my real first name. Sasali B, have you always been interested in erotica? What sparked that interest? Erica Lust, growing up in a country like Sweden, where sex is a very liberal, openly discussed subject, it was hard not to. I'm glad they put openly discussed in parentheses in the brackets. But my interest was really sparked off when I watched a porn film for the first time at a girlfriend's sleepover. We were all really excited with the anticipation to uncover the mysteries of sex, but we were disappointed and let down by the lack of imagination, storyline, and relatable characters. I realized this again when I was studying political science at the University of Lund, L-U-N-D, and decided to watch another film with my then boyfriend. Then I came across Hardcore, a book by Berkeley professor Linda Williams. That was my eureka moment. I realized that porn is actually discourse, a discourse about sexuality and can be used as a tool to continue the sexual liberation of women. So to do this, there need to be more dominant female voices in the industry so we could make capital letters good porn. Porn led by women representing our values, kinks, and pleasures, using performers that could portray roles we could relate to. Sasali B. Can you describe the process of becoming a filmmaker? What barriers did you encounter? Erica Luss. It all began after I made the decision to study filmmaking in Barcelona, as this was when I began to seriously think about working within audiovisual erotica. I started reading articles about the little influence women have in mass media. And then I suddenly understood that I could potentially have more influence as a feminist in TV or cinema rather than in politics. I made my first short film, The Good Girl, in, in quotations in 2004 for my final year project which I then released online for free. This gained an incredible response. It was downloaded over 2 million times within a few short days before going on to receive several awards at specialized film festivals. That kicked it all off for me as I went on to start my own production company, Erica Lust Films. But of course, I was met with criticism and hostility from the male porn world. They thought I was backward and discriminatory to make films just for women. They claimed that it was a waste of time because they were already making porn for everyone. Starting my own film company was also expensive and time consuming. Fitting this around two young daughters could be tough as well. But luckily, my partner helps me out both at work and at home, so we have managed to keep things going. Sasali B, what sets, what sets X Confessions apart from other erotic film productions? Erica Lewis. First and foremost, X Confessions isn't just an erotic film, it's an audiovisual project. It's erotica created by the imagination of real people then put on screen by an all-female production team. So it already stands alone from anything made in the mainstream, boring, chauvinistic 
gynecological porn industry. All the shorts filmed for X Confections are always conceived with the female perspective in mind. That means with our values, our desires, and our kinks, creating fantasies from a whole wealth of real imaginations and realistic scenarios with relatable characters enjoying quote-unquote real arousal. They put real in capital letters. It doesn't get more contemporary than that, does it? Sasali B. In your opinion, how does erotica slash porn align with feminism? Erica Lust. Porn and feminism have always had a love-hate relationship, but as a feminist, I believe that feminism should tackle all corners of cultural and artistic expression, which includes pornography. In Linda Williams' book, Hardcore, I learned that porn has the ability to... In Linda Williams' book, Hardcore, I learned that porn has the ability to not only inspire passions and lust we never knew we had, but also educate, allowing women to explore their sexuality, embrace it, enjoy it, and to demand our right to sexual pleasure. So we need to stop being only models, actresses, makeup artists, production assistants, and wardrobe managers. We need more women in leadership roles as directors, script, script writers, producers, then we can create the porn that we want instead of leaving the male mainstream to take over, giving a completely one-sided representation on how they see sex and female sexuality as it's usually completely wrong. We need to make porn imaginative, smart, and above all, equal in its representation of female and male pleasure. Sasali B, what feminists inspire you? Erica Lust, well, growing up, I was very influenced I'm sorry, I yawned. Sasali B, what if feminists inspire you? Erica Lust. While growing up, I was very influenced by Simone de Beauvoir and Swedish author Nina Vorak and her book Under Debt Rosa's Hockey. And later at university, I mentioned before Linda Williams and her books Hardcore and Foreign Studies and Quotations. Well, by the way, when I was yawning, it wasn't out of boredom. It's because it's late at night. Early in the morning, actually. I'm actually take a break right now. But before I do, let me mention my thoughts. So you won't go, okay, we didn't hear what you got to say about what you think. But I'm really going to go on and tell my thoughts. So... What I have noticed is Sweden is my kind of environment. I love that sex is a very liberal, openly discussed subject there because when it comes to sex, I'm very liberal. I'm very progressive. And I openly discuss sex. My podcast, our podcast, actually, is proof of that. Um, I love the kind of pornography that has healthy imagination, healthy storylines, and healthy, relatable characters. Um, I agree that 
mainstream porn tends to be boring, chauvinistic. And gynecological as a whole. Um, I love real arousal. I think that we need more women leadership roles. That is true. We do need more directors, more script writers, and more producers. Um, so the porn that they want to create can be done and should be. Don't let the male mainstream take over. Don't allow the completely one-sided representations be given on their warped ways of seeing sex and female sexuality and and i agree it's usually completely wrong and she's right we do need to make porn imaginative small smart i'm sorry she's right we do we do need to make porn imaginative smart and above all equal equal representation of female and male pleasure that is very true so yes women should not be relegated to just being models, actresses, makeup artists, production assistants, and wardrobe managers, right? Right. I'm just agreeing with myself. I'm agreeing with myself. When she says that means with our values, our desires, and our kinks, creating fancy from a whole wealth of real imaginations and realistic um, scenarios with relatable characters during real arousal, Let's get more contemporary than that, does it? I'm like, nope. And I think those things are all awesome. And I love that there's an all-female production team arrived to create it by imagination to build people and the audiovisual project. I think that's awesome. I like that our partner helps her out and then she pans her kids well. I love the se- sexual liberation of women. I love good porn. And overall, to sum it up, I think that every word in this article that is written by Sasali B and every word said by Erica Lust, I am in 100% strong agreement. Now I'm going to take my break, get my sleep, I'm going to wake up in the, in the morning, and finish this episode. I'll be right back. that I've gotten all my sleep. Let's finish out this episode, shall we? Grocknation.com slash culture slash mayhem hyphen Erica hyphen lust hyphen interview slash <laughs> mayhem interviews adult film director Erica Lust. Read their open conversation about pornography, the business, its influence on kids, and if we 
quote unquote needed by Mayim Balik, published on June 6, 2018 at 10.15 a.m. East Coast time. I started Grok Nation to cultivate empathy as a writer and a thinker. There are so many things I don't understand or agree with, but to live together peacefully, we must learn to see to see each other's perspectives, to see others' perspectives as well. That's why I reached out to Erica Luss, a filmmaker, director, producer, and the owner of a large and successful women women-powered production company. She prides herself on ethical practice and hiring and treatment of her employees. Her business is successful, creative, and motivated by her own words, a desire to better our understanding of sexuality and the role of women. What is Erica Lesser's business? She's an adult film director and producer that breaks the mold of porn. Erica Luss is not what you think of when you think of a pornographer. She is, first of all, a woman in a business dominated almost entirely by men. Erica has never performed in adult films, and she is a wife, a mother of two young girls, an incredibly articulate and intelligent woman. I read about Erica in a very intense article in the New York Times magazine about how porn is shaping our children. Her story was also featured in the first episode of Netflix's documentary series, Hot Girls Wanted Turned On Women on Top, directed by Rashida Jones. What struck me was Erica's exceptional way of speaking about an industry typically dominated by misogyny, damaging depictions of women, the mistreatment of women in particular, and the destruction of sex and sexuality as we know it. I wanted to know more about Erica and her choices and motivation for her work. I was especially curious how she and her seemingly very nice husband ran a business like this while raising two daughters. I reached out to Erica and we had a fascinating conversation. Erica, like many of her generation, she was born in 1977, discovered porn when she was a young woman. In an attempt to understand more about herself and her life and sexuality, she reached out to porn to watch other people, quote unquote, doing it. Okay, got it. It's not what I did, but I'm not judging here. Not yet, at least. My first experiences with pornography were that I felt quite awkward with what I was looking at, says Erica. I felt that it didn't really have much to do with what I was looking for. I felt to me that it was very man-centered. There were the kind of there were the kinds of stories where the women were reduced to some object and it wasn't really their story. They were there to help the men have their pleasure. And as a young woman, I was looking for my own pleasure. My first reaction to porn was that it didn't really work for me and that porn is probably a genre that is exclusively for men. Erica's exploration of sexuality and the role of pornography did not stop there. She says she wanted to understand why porn was designed and presented in this way because she was studying political science at the time and was driven and trained as an academic to understand how the world works. I came upon a book by Linda Williams, who was a film professor at Berkeley at the time, called Hardcore, Power, Pleasure, and the Frenzy of the Visible. The book made clear to me that porn was actually a representation of our discourse about sexuality. And when we watch porn, we unknowingly and sometimes knowingly see gender roles and sexuality. And we often believe that the way we see things in porn is the way we're supposed to act. Wow. I was officially crushing a little bit on Erica Luss. This is an educated woman whose desire is to understand things from the inside out. Erica learned that there were some women's voices in the adult film industry in the 1980s, 
And she started to get very interested in the notion that sexuality from a woman's point of view could be brought into the industry. So how does a political science student with plans to work in an international organization for women's rights, women's rights, become a filmmaker and trailblazer in this end? Erica left her home country of Sweden in 1997 and moved to Spain. She had some friends working in a few advertising production companies and she started as a runner slash golfer, G-O-D-H-E-R. She worked on sets in many different capacities and learned about directing, script writing, sound, and cameras. Erica made her first short film in 2004. I really didn't have the ambition of becoming Erica Lust. I was just Erica with the short film. While she says that her first film, technically speaking, is not her best work, she sees in that first attempt the soul of what she wanted to create. She says the actors connect to each other in a totally different way. The story revolves around the woman and her desires about what she wants to do. I really didn't have the ambition of becoming Erica Lust. I was just Erica with a short film. Again, with that quote. Erica's short film was not a huge success. She literally kept it in her drawer for a year before she submitted it to a festival. And then this little film started to win awards in alternative erotic film festivals. She put it on the internet for free and started to write a blog about feminism, pornography, and sexuality. Within a few short weeks, her film had 2 million views. People were writing her to say how different this was than the porn normally presented. Many told Erica that this was the first time they had seen something that depicted explicit sex, but was different. There were emotions and a real concrete artistic motivation behind it. Connecting with characters on an erotic journey was a new kind of presentation of sexuality. And this, for many, was a welcome change from most porn, which focused primarily on the male completion of a sex act. Erica's new life had started as she continued working in the film industry as a freelancer. She interacted with people all over the world who wanted to share their stories about sex and sexuality and their interests and fantasies. Erica found the notion of real information from real people incredibly rich, and she seized on this opportunity to explore another side of human sexuality in her filmmaking. She began to catalog people's fantasies, love stories, and ideas, and turned them into a project called X Confessions, which has released more than 100 short films. When Erica laid it all out like this, I started to lose some of my preconceived judgment. I started to see her as a businesswoman and creator of film, which may not be for everyone, but certainly serves a purpose. And I saw Erica as a courageous artist who wants to change how people get information about their sexuality in a world that uses this industry to educate whether we like it or not. I still had a lot of leftover preconceived notions about people working in this industry. I can't deny it. And I expressed it to Erica who replied with a laugh, I'm totally a normal person. I'm a wife and a mother. Well, many people who are sex workers and who work in the adult industry are also normal. It's a myth that it's promiscuous, strange, perverse people. By the way, there's nothing wrong with ethical promiscuity, okay? And even if they are promiscuous, why be a judgmental ass wipe that's what the fuck I'm saying it's a lot of ordinary people trying to make a living 
Erica highlighted how different it is for those who work behind the camera versus the performers in adult films. The stigma against their work is much more prominent, and Erica knows she is quote unquote saved from some of that because of her position as a as filmmaker. In addition, in addition, she says, "I interact very little with the mainstream adult industry, so I kind of feel like an outsider." So, what about her kids? What about her kids? In question mark. Like I had a hard enough time worrying about how I'll explain porn to my kids. How does Erica handle it with 17-year-old daughters? They are fully aware that we make films for adults. She says we make films where people are having sex and where people are naked. My my daughters understand that they can't watch scary movies because if they watch scary movies or violence, they will likely feel very uncomfortable. They'll probably not sleep that night. And I've explained to them that the same can happen with adult content and erotic images that are not meant for their age. I like how Erica presents this. She also points out the importance of raising children to be open-minded about the beauty of the sexual body in age-appropriate ways. I tried to talk to them about sex in a very natural way from the beginning of their lives so that they are aware of their body, she says, so that they know what sex is. They know how it works and what reproduction is. They know what a clitoris is. They have that kind of knowledge, and I'm proud of that. I'm happy that she has talked to her kids in that kind of way because if I ever get to interact with kids and I know it's appropriate for me to explain sex and sexuality to them in age-appropriate fashions, age-appropriate fashions, and age-appropriate fashions, I said it three times, then I I would take Erica's approach. And by the way, I I can't wait to be a part of alternative um, erotic film festivals. I long forward to those days. Let me come back. Ultimately, Erica speaks to a problem society Ultimately, Erica speaks to a problem society has not with porn, but with sex and with children's access to explicit material. We know that porn has become sex education for even very young kids today, she says. Most parents think that children are starting to search for porn when they're maybe 13 or 14, but it can start as young as 10. Even if you are very careful in your home, you have protection on your kids' devices somehow, someday, they may they might go to their cousin's house, to a friend's house, we can't entirely control the world we and we can't entirely control the world we live in. She's right. Sure, you can micromanage every second of your kids' lives, but it's not realistic to do so if you want to build a healthy relationship with your kids. They're going to be out of your sight, and people may present them with opportunities to look at porn. I do think the conversations Erica's initiating can have a significant positive impact on how we view our society's obsession with sex, our film's industry's obsession with degrading women, and the desire to raise children respectful of their bodies and the bodies of others. These are all gorgeous points to me. And those are all the gorgeous points that I live by as my values. I asked Erica if we need porn. Like, part of me wants to make it go away so we don't have all this conflict. Here's what she says. We don't need porn. We need water and we need food and we need sleep. And those kind of basic things are what we really need. Porn is something that we want. It's not something that we need. It's something that we want. And watching other people have sex, I think, has to do a, 
a lot with our own exploration of desire of who we are, what turns us on? I think we are curious, so we don't need porn, we don't need iPhones either. We want this stuff. I think that uh, are also just awesome points. I mean, I see no flaws in Erica's logic, and I like Mayhem's perspectives. I see beauty in her perspectives as well. Um, who am I to be mad at that? I. I'm just very proud that like-minded people, excuse me, sorry for sneezing. I like that you do have people in life who are open-minded everywhere, and that includes um, you know, Spain and Sweden. I actually like those places more after what I just read. I think that is really, really, really cool. Um, I just thought about how for myself, I would, I want to be an erotic and feminine porn pornographer myself. I want to be a sex positive pornographer myself Uh, I just think that it's awesome that as people are growing up and just developing as human beings we discover better ways to treat one another porn can be a good thing I don't think people should get rid of porn. I think people should make ethical porn. You know, ethical porn is the solution. If you really want people to have it good in life, you know, nothing wrong with innocent exploration. That's what ethical porn does, gives you innocent exploration of your desires and what you need. By the way, I can't wait to it. I hope that I can be a part of the Sexual Freedom Awards, which is held to honor the most notable advocates and pioneers of sexual freedom and sex workers' rights in the UK, where sex work is legal. And I want to be a part of the Red Umbrella Project, you know, New York based nonprofit organization that advocates on behalf of sex workers and strive to empower them by giving them awards. Yes, as you can tell, I am having my fun. So, I think I will move on to the next article. (laughs) News.com.au Porn director Erica Lass reveals most common sexual fantasies. Porn director Erica Lass has revealed the top three most common sexual fantasies and are not what you might expect. When it comes to what goes on in the nation's bedrooms and elsewhere, parentheses, there are, th- there are three things porn director Erica Lass says everyone is thinking about. 
Three sons are group sex in general, a feminist porn director tells news.com.au. First of all, soon and very soon, I'm going to start engaging in three sons. And soon and very soon, I'm going to start engaging in group sex. Anyway, not everybody wants to do it. I, I just admitted that I want to do it. But everybody's thinking about it. Clearly, I am. Or almost everybody would like to experience at least a video situation, she says. I want to do the video situation, too, by the way. This is finally, this is followed closely by BDSM and infidelity. Okay. BDSM is my thing, and, I, and I, I'm not a cheater. Um, something less knows due to her site. Ex-confessions through which people can send in their fantasies where cheating always tops the list. This is why... I'm an ethically non-monogamous person. I am good at not cheating. I just like to have my human variety. I really get lots of feedback of what people are thinking about, and that is on the top all the time, she says. The founder of Lust Productions is speaking backstage at the BBC 100 Women event in London, where she had just been named one of the 100 women to speak on the female future. Oh, which is, I think, is awesome. Oh, by the way, I engage in ethical promiscuity. Moving right along, the Swedish native 42 who lives in Barcelona is on a mission to give women a voice in the porn industry and create a generation of, quote, unquote, informed masturbators who can take control of their sexual desires. I'm an informed masturbator. I self-pleasure. I masturbate. I do, I masturbate to ethical and feminist porn. I'm pro-porn, right? As you already know. And I do take control of my sexual desires. She wants to bust open the often misogynistic porn world and let women find a way to get it quote-unquote working for them as well as spark the conversations that can save sex lives and relationships. We are also, we are all so afraid that other people will not accept our kink, she says. K-I-N-K-S, she says. That we are strange, that we are perverse, that we are different from everyone else. And the funny thing is, is that we are not. Most of us, we have similar fantasies and ideas. I think that just talking about our own fantasies together with a couple can be a resource on not on not having to separate. Erica Les says she was initially laughed off by students who thought there was no market for female porn. And I laughing now. Porn stars post for Erica Les. I would love to do that. <laughs> with the motive with the motto that the quote unquote sex can stay dirty but values have to be clean. Lust is changing the course of the porn industry which accounts for around one-third of internet traffic, but is dominated by a handful of sites who specialize in churning out even more extreme content in which women are banged, smashed, nailed, or punished, in quotations. The former politics student started out watching porn for herself, but while she was turned on by the images, something didn't sit right. Her first film, quote-unquote, The Good Girl, was based on her own experiences about coming to terms with her, quote-unquote, kinky side. By the way, I am, I have a kinky side because I'm kinky. I have a freaky side because I'm freaky. I have a super freaky side because I'm super freaky. 
Now she specializes in producing films that provide narrative around the sex. But make no mistake, it's not softcore, and being feminist doesn't mean it's quote-unquote ugly women. When men hear me talking about the project and they haven't watched my films, many of them are thinking maybe it'll be very soft. Maybe it'll be the kind of porn that will not show explicitness, but stories of princesses on horses and lovemaking in front of the chimney, that's what they are imagining, laughs. With long hair, scant makeup, high-waisted trousers, lust comes across as exactly the kind of feminist that eats for sexuality that is at odds with the watermelon breast in quotation. Highlighter glazed cheeks and extreme pout that seep from porn to Instagram and back again. Indeed, she worries for today's young women growing up in such an image-conscious society where sex is more performance than experience, something that leads to a bad time for women and men. It's very difficult for young women to imagine what sex can be because most of the images they've seen of sex, they've been either the beautiful object or some kind of sex tool for men. And I think they go out in their own lives and they reproduce what they have seen online, she said. Young women go into a sexual encounter as if they were porn stars, and everything is about my performance, where I put my hand and I stuck out my breasts and my ass. Young men, too, are expected to behave like penetrated sex machines, which is unrealistic, she says. They're expected to be rough and to be hard and to be strong and to, quote, unquote, take her. And imagine as a young man, that must be super scary because you must feel like you're taking on a too big costume, Lust says. Instead, Lust advocates a revolutionary approach to sex education, which includes not just biology, but the behavior in the bedroom and all the other sexual settings. Now that, as Lust said at a TED talk in Vienna, is an idea worth spreading your legs for. Well... I mean, she keeps impressing me. That's why I don't have much to add all the time because she, every thought that she speaks are exactly my thoughts. So because of that, I'm going to go to the next article. Erica Lust, the director on a mission to get more women into porn. The Swedish filmmaker is spending her own profits to bring more of the female gays, G-A-Z-E, to the adult bits. This is Wired.com. This came out January 6, 2017, 7 o'clock in the morning. Erica Lust wants to get more women in porn in every possible position. Writer, director, producer, star. She broke into the biz, slang for business, herself once and knows what it's like and knows what it takes. And like the growing number of advocates calling for more women behind the camera in Hollywood, which I think is awesome, by the way, she knows that the more inclusive the adult industry becomes, the better and okay, sexier the results. Yes, I think women, more women should get into porn in every possible position, right? A director, producer, star. I agree with those things. Here we are in a time when feminism and gender issues are in the media more than ever. The conversation around female sexuality is happening all the time, and still, mainstream production companies keep creating the same boring stuff, same boring shit, and, and are managed by the same kind of narrow-minded men, Les said. We need another perspective. We definitely need the female gaze, G-A-Z-E, 
Now she's just got to prove she's right. Last October, the Swedish producer put an open call on her website. She's going to be taking $250,000, about $272,000 of the budget of her porn operation, X Confessions, and funding 10 films by women filmmakers in 2017. The plan was simple. If you were a female filmmaker, porn or otherwise, and had an idea for an adult short film that women would like and didn't succumb to the cliches of mainstream porn, Lust would finance produce it. In a few weeks, she had nearly 100 applications. Aspiring directors had to send her their vision and budget for the short films they wanted to make, and they came from everywhere. Spain, France, the U.S., India. Lust is still accepting proposals, but she, would have to, but she should have no problem finding new pornographers who want to spend her money. A decade coming, Erica Lust discovered porn the way many young people do, sneaking around with her friends in her case it was at a sleepover. She and her friends were repulsed. She tried to get in college with her boyfriend, but still wasn't stoked about what she saw. It just didn't turn her on, not the way she wanted it to, at least. In 2004, shortly after she finished grad school and moved to Barcelona, she made her first porn. She uploaded The Good Girl, 22-minute twist on the quote-unquote pizza delivery guy. Cliché. Gave it away for free under a Creative Commons license. It was downloaded two million times in two months. She found her purpose. Lust continued to make films in 2013. She launched X Confessions, an online porn site where the films are based on anonymous secrets swear by fans. And after nearly a decade of ministry, she realized something. Everywhere the role of women is under debate. Everywhere except in the porn industry. Lust told her. Ted X Vienna crowd in 2014. It's time for porn to change, and for that, we need women. Porn, like all movies and television, has always had a dark of women in charge. The difference with the adult film industry, Lust points out, is that the objectification of women on screen is frequently much more gratuitous. The influence pornography has on our views on sex and gender roles is huge, she says. Mainstream porn consistently shows sex as a thing that men do to women or that women do for men, which means misogynistic porn that objectifies women and places unrealistic expectations on both sexes. Changing porn from the inside isn't just an idea, it's already proven successful, says Lily Campbell, a producer for Yanks.com, who says that since she made the transition from model to producer, she's been sought out by male producers who want her input. I've encountered the sexist, boys club attitude she says but i'm happy to say there's a lot more room for women to stake their claim in the industry too the difference comes when more people like lust erica lust help get other women involved whoever is behind the scenes on a production will inevitably sway the attitude of the end product itself porn is all about the perspective of the folks who make it campbell says having women involved is very important lest we see a sea of predominantly white women with fake boobs having fake orgasms to continue to be the norm for our porn choices. Erica Lust believes that an influx of women creators can help present more realistic expectations about sex for all genders. As Peggy Orenstein pointed out in her book, Girls and Sex Navigating the Complicated New Landscape, Many young people like Erica Lust did are exposed to porn in their teenage years. 87% of college-age men, 31% of women in that age group, according to one study, and it becomes one of their first indications of what sex can and should look like. And even if what kids watch is utterly vanilla, 
It still learns that women's sexuality exists for the benefit of men or in sign rights, adding that while porn that resembles consensual pleasurable sex might be a good idea, it's not what the $97 billion global porn industry is shilling. When in doubt, go indie. It is, however, what Erica Lust is shilling, and she's not alone. Even going back to 1980s, directors like Candida Royale, one of the first porn stars to move into directing when making female-focused porn and launching their own efforts to do so. By the 2000s, creators like Anna Spann and out-queer film director Courtney Trouble redoubled efforts to produce and distribute adult films by and for women. And while the internet has exposed a lot of young people to porn, also much like it did for artists of all varieties, provided a distribution channel for a lot of independent producers and performers to release material that doesn't fall into cliches. It also, like it did for other industries, caused a lot of problems that in and out even sites like Cindy Gallup's Make Love Not Porn that allow for a lack of a better term, amateur performance to be whatever turns them forward. The beauty of technology is that now anyone can be a pornographer, says Carlisle Jansen. Which produces the feminist porn awards. But gaining skills in directing and being able to pay performers well rather than just featuring yourself and rent interesting sets and pay a full camera. An editing crew to make quality of interesting films such as Erica's would be an extra service that many could not afford. Providing those services is, of course, exactly what Erica Lust is trying to do with her new initiative. But she's also just one person, and porn has a lot of issues of representation and need to change. Certainly, it is fabulous to get more women making porn, Jansen says, but what I feel is almost more important is to fund trans women, people slash women of color, older folks, and people slash women with disabilities. These are the people that, these are the people still either fetishized or stereotyped in porn or just left out of the picture. There are very few positive images of these folks in film, especially done by their own communities. Just the beginning, much like in Hollywood, where less than 10% of the top grossing films of 2015 were directed by women and minorities held a fraction of the speaking roles, porn also has its own inclusion issues. Because of porn's various venues and forms, the industry's diversity is harder to track. But as Erica Luss and Carlisle Carlisle Jansen point out, it ain't good. So like Stacey Smith at UCS's Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism suggests to Hollywood, porn needs to allow a lot more voices into the conversation. Hollywood has been making strides to be more inclusive in the last few years, but change has been slow. Just because Catherine Bishlow has an Bishlow has an Oscar doesn't mean things are magically fixed. And the same goes for female porn director Mason winning an AVN Award. This is the same in every industry, says Make Love Not Porn's Gallup. For example, I get called up by journalists who will want to interview me. They'll say something like, so Cindy, do you feel that porn objectifies women? Now, go. I think that any industry dominated by men at the top inevitably produces output that is offensive and objectifying to women, then I will point them out. Then I will point them to the commercial advertising breaks in the Super Bowl. It's exactly the same deal across the whole of popular culture. When you have a closed loop of white guys talking to white guys about 
other white guys, what you get is Batman versus Superman. When you invite women and people of color into the room where it happens, what you get is Hamilton. Which brings us back to Erica Lush. She may not be the first to put the call out for more women to get involved with porn, but when it comes to shaking up a multi-billion dollar industry, every $250,000 helps. Her hand-picked directors will start shooting their movies next year. And when they do, there's a good chance that they prove there's a market for smut made by and for people who aren't predominantly straight white guys. Lust knows this because she's already seen a lot of demand for her work. Since she's launched X Confessions three years ago, she's had to more than triple her staff from five people to 18 and watch her revenue triple as well. To Lust, that's proof that she wasn't the only woman who looked at her college boyfriend's sexy movie selection and thought this could be better. There's a growing, educated, and demanding audience that is tired of Pornhub or Brazzers, she says. They want adult cinema that's smart, sex-positive, and respectful towards women, and Lust wants to help give it to them. What do I think about this? I, um, yes, every industry that is dominated by dudes, and in particular, white dudes, there's going to be a lot of objectification and dehumanization, demonization of women. What about the cheerleaders for the NFL and the NBA? Nobody says they're being objectified or dehumanized and demonized. What about a lot of the advertisement commercials? At the beach, scandally clad and bikini clad women. What about those? Nothing wrong with those things, but if we but you got we might as well go down the rabbit hole if they wanna be hypocritical. And I think that Pornhub and Brasser should be ethical feminist porn sites and production companies. Uh, personally, I think it should be revamped into what Erica Luss is doing. Um, I'm happy about Erica's financial success and, you know, sex positive success. And I love her idea of funding beautiful films by women filmmakers and the new pornographers who want to, you know, also play a role in sex positivity cinema. I think that's fantastic. Um, other than that, Eric Gillespie has a habit of speaking all my thoughts. And I really love Cindy Gallup. She speaks my thoughts, too. I love Make Love Not Porn, by the way. And lastly, for this article, I love Stacey Smith and what she's thinking, too. I love Carlisle Jansen. I love her Good For Her Feminist Born Awards things. I think those are awesome. Courtney Trouble and Span Canada Royale. I appreciate them. Peggy Orenstein, fantastic. Uh, Lindy Campbell, producebyanks.com, nice, nice. She's, she rocks. 
make sure that I said what I need to say. Well, I'm just satisfied. So I guess I just keep on communicating. What sex is really like after 70, according to Ex-Confessions' new documentary. Older people are asking to see representations of older people having sex. Erica Lust wants to give it to them by Julia Bainbridge, March 14, 2019. The first frame of indie porn director Erica Lust's new sex documentary, Soul Sex, shows two clapped hands. One is amply freckled and the other appears soft and delicate. The second frame shows an attractive, fresh-faced woman with serene smile and gray hair. He's my best pal, she says, patting her partner on the thigh. If you know how Lus's sex docs documentaries work, then you know that after the interview portion of this piece, we're going to see this couple have sex. True to form, about 12 minutes in, Annie Campbell, 71, and John Campbell, 72, are both naked, their arms and legs wrapped around each other. They met in 2013 through an online dating site. Annie, who studied neuroscience at Oxford, ended up pursuing her true passion of documentary filmmaking ultimately winning a British Academy of Film and Television Arts Award. John has six children as a retired oil and shipping businessman. They now teach courses like the art and science of loving relationships and they have sex every day. I gotta pause here. I am going to eventually get to the point where I have sex every day. And I'm going to obviously have safe sexual practices about it at the same time. I am soon or very soon I'm going to be having sex every day. In fact, I'm I'm soon or very soon we're going to be having sex multiple times every day. If we make it to 100, we'll still be making love. Annie tells me via Skype from the Cannery Islands home she shares with John. Yes. I I plan on making it to 100 in the universe. I'm speaking through the distance. I'm going to make it to 100. Therefore, I'm going to make love as a centurion. Yes. <laughs> People Annie and John's age are having plenty of sex. In October 2017, study by the University of Michigan's National Poll on Healthy Age reported that more than half, 40, 54% of adults between 65 and 80, agreed that sex is important to the overall quality of life. But you wouldn't know it. That's definitely going to be me when I reach those ages. Television sex scenes tend to feature teenagers and 20 somethings. An exception behind Grace and Frankie, a show that broke ground by focusing on the dating lives of two single women in their 70s, the pornography is similarly youth-obsessed. MILF was the third most searched term on Pornhub last year, but female performance of videos tagged MILF can be as young as 25, says Shira Tarrant, a professor and author who writes about sexuality and gender. Simply put, seniors are often left out of the sex conversation. By the way, MILF stands for Mother I'd Like to Fuck. I just wanted to explain what that is. Um... Some people find it offensive, some don't. Teach their own. As long as people are being treated right, again, teach their own. 
there's no series that really showcases that when you have that age and experience, there's a tremendous amount of sexual power and sensuality that come with it, says Bree Mills, who runs Gamma Film, one of the largest and most active porn production companies in Los Angeles. On December 19th, she published the first episode in the series called Agent Beauty featuring mature women ages 45 and above. I love me some mature women. Um, and the ones that call Mills, I, I, oh, I have a thing for them. This is why Annie and John want to work with Lust. They know a thing or two they want to share. In an era when young people learn about sex through free online porn, where facials, anals, and one-off hookups are the norm, it gives a little encouragement to explore the slow, intentional sex that Annie and John called soul sex. We all could, hey, I, I do have slow, intentional sex. I do have soul sex. Um, there's nothing wrong with free online porn, nothing wrong with facials, nothing wrong with anal, nothing wrong with one-off hookups. You know, just saying. We all could. I had climax and multiple climax and all those things with conventional sex. This is so different since Andy started to practice over a few years ago. Yes, I have climaxes. Yes, I have multiple climaxes. Yes, I have full body orgasms. And yes, I have full soul orgasms. This is me talking now. Deep connection is the point, not an orgasm. Agreed. When you truly focus mindful on your own sensations, you're nurturing yourself. Agreed. But in a sense, that means you're nurturing your partner and your partners. Agreed. Their ex-confessions film Soul Sex will be released on March 14th. Read more about the project in a conversation with us below. Alert. What drew to Annie and John, Erica Lust? I find them to be two interesting people with a lot to say. We have a lot to learn from their relationship. People need to start thinking a little more about this whole concept of slow sex, soul sex, mindfulness in their sexual experience. I had also wanted to shoot an older couple for years, but there are not many active people in pornography over the age of 35. There are not many there are not many Nina Hartleys. Alert. Why do you think that is? Erica Les, the market, I guess, was probably also because many people get into porn to earn money and they get out and then get out of it. We have this prejudice as always about porn stars. We see them as promiscuous, strange creatures who are into orgies and sex parties. By the way, there's nothing wrong with sex parties and there's nothing wrong with orgies. Just want to say that. Most of them are not at all. The performers I meet are driven and planning for their futures. They intend to earn a certain amount of money, which in this line of work, you can do pretty quickly. Buy an apartment and figure out the next thing. Allure, why do you want to feature a mature couple in the first place? Erica Lust, I want to show that sex can be absolutely beautiful and wonderful and sexy even with older bodies. You'll never see that. It may be a niche category in porn, but it has this nasty, fetishized spin, quote-unquote, grannies. Allure, it's fetishized because the idea of older women in this case having sex is taboo. Erica Lust, exactly, that's not at all what I want it to be. I just wanted to make an honest movie showing two people and their wonderful relationship. John and Annie's concept of soul sex is such a powerful message. It's really about the importance for a long-lasting couple of touching each other every day. I'm going to be doing that eventually. When we stop doing that, we stop desiring each other and we stop having a special relationship. It's a powerful approach, especially in this world we live in where everything is so fast and furious. Four minutes. Four minutes. Bam. Bam. Bam! Go, go, go! Through the lens of mainstream pornography, sex has become something so aggressive. It's only about hard penetration. Alert. What 
have been the other hurdles to working with mature actors, Erica Russ. The difficulty was finding the right people, but that's always a thing with casting. For me, it's a long process to find the right people. I need to make sure that we're on the same side and that we have the same values. That comes through with John and Annie. So many of us have these anxieties about our bodies. I think watching porn on screen for our stronger sexuality and personality can help us find more confidence. Allure, we're living longer lives than ever before, so watching John and Annie gives me hope that my sex life will be long too. I know my sex life will be long too. That's This is me here talking. My sex life will be long too. Also, I love that they both get turned on to this particular form of lovemaking later in life. I beat them to it at the age of 27. This is me talking again. <laughs> Erica Les, yes, after other people dying around them even, Annie lost two partners to cancer. She and John met five years ago, so they're still a new couple in a way. You see, people of that age, you tend to assume that they've been together for a long time, but no. Later on in life, you can have other experiences. You can have other experiences with new people involved sexually as human beings. I constantly evolve sexually. I constantly evolve as human beings. This is me talking here. Blur. This film is part of your sex doc series, but do you also consider it porn? Erica Lash, John and Annie don't consider it porn, but porn is difficult to define. Some define it as a film showing explicit sex. Does this film have explicit sex? Yes, but in our society, porn has all these bad connotations. Most of us, when we close our eyes and think about porn, we see boobs and ass in the tube sites. It's smutty, not erotic, and this film is obviously different from that. Allure. I think of porn as a film showing explicit sex with the intention of titillating the viewer. So in a way, porn is in the eye of so in a way, porn is in the eye of the beholder, right? Because the viewer controls what turns them on. Erica Lust. I definitely made this film with the intention to arouse because that's what I do, which is another kind of arousal than what we are used to. Most of the ex-confession stories are fictional, but lately I've been making films in which we get to know real couples and we get to see the kind of sex. They have in their ordinary lives. The idea is that these documentaries will show you different ideas around sex because I think that people we have so many questions alert. In the past 10 years, mainstream pornography has lost the beauty of filmmaking and eroticism. It's all video showing body parts. We lost the idea of actually seeing people have sex, which is really about connection, right? Erica Lus. Yes, and sexuality and different kinds of it. It's not that porn isn't showing diversity, but it's the way it's being shown. On these tube sites, every possible aspect of what we uh, on these tube sites, every possible aspect of who we are is fetishized. If we have a fuller body, then we are in the quote unquote big ass category. If we're older than 35, then we are MILFs. If we are black, then we are Evans. This is one of the problems that we need to talk about because no other aspects of life we don't let that happen. Porn has somehow gotten the right to exist in this space where free speech is so open that we're letting it get into racism and misogynistic language. Go to RedTube or Pornhub, you'll see things like tiny teens getting destroyed, nailing my pervy sis, and slutty Latinas. We have to relabel our thinking because porn has become this huge influential genre. It wasn't like that before. Porn wasn't available at any time to anyone for no price. That's really changed over 10 to 12 years ago with the internet. Many people feel that they are not represented. Older viewers want to be included. Alert. 
This is your main motivation for doing the work you do, right? So many kids learn about sex from watching this stuff. Erica Less, they watch it and then they reproduce in their real lives what they see. I need to educate children better. I'm not going to send my daughters to a bar without talking to them, without talking to them about alcohol and drugs and the risk of losing a glass somewhere. We tend to leave children with access to the internet without talking to them about what that involves. At some hours in some countries, the traffic driven toward pornography sites makes up one third of internet usage. That's huge number. It's important to show real sex, authentic sex. By the way, I have authentic sex, and by the way, I have real sex. This is me talking here. It's not something that is only for beautiful young white bodies, it's for everyone. Um, and the women they talked about, I, there's nothing wrong with having a huge derriere. And there's nothing wrong with um, being a dark, black-skinned black woman. Um, I am, I... I like, what's the best way to put it? I appreciate and am fond of dark, black skinned black women. As well as huge carriers. Um, Allure. Back to John and Annie wanted to make a film with an older couple because you felt they're often left out of the sex conversation. But also because your audience requested it, right? Erica Les X Confessions is a community of people and they write to me. They give me critical feedback and they tell me what kind of films they want to see. One of the requests I get is more films with older bodies. Alert, do they explain why? Many people feel that they're not represented. Older viewers want to be included. I also have requests from trans people and from African American women. The latter is difficult because I live in Europe. We don't have as many black performers as we have here in the United States. And it's still expensive for us to fly people here for a shoot. I started to work with guest directors who are also making films. Trans people want to be included too, but I think they're better at representing what they want to see than I am. I want to give my audience the movies that they want to watch. I want to challenge my audience to understand how other people connect sexually with each other. I love my sexual connections, by the way. Um, Erica, that's what I would hope is for them to see that sex is something that probably will accompany them during all their lives and to stop obsessing so much on that it's only something for young people. I do think sometimes seeing is believing. We can talk about how older people have sex, but there's something to really watch, but there's something to really watch me that makes things click. This interview has been condensed and edited to clarity. So what do I feel about all these statements? Well, this is exactly what I see. Um, I like, I appreciate and am fond of women who are 21 and older. The ones that society calls cougars, the one that society calls mature women, the ones that society calls males. Um, the ones that society calls sexy grannies, the one that society calls um, Jill's grandma to like the fuck. Um, and I say, I'm saying all this respectfully. That's why I said the ones that society calls. So I'm, I'm not uh, degrading anybody here. And I am fond of 
women from Asia, women from Africa, women from North America, women from South America, women from, from Europe. I'm fond of women from Australia. If there's any women in Antarctica, I say joking. Because I don't, it's so cold, but there are women from Antarctica. I'm fond of them too. Now, the fondness for women from Antarctica is actually me being serious. But a lot of people say, man, there's nobody in, in Antarctica. It's cold. So that's me being a little humorous there. But yes, I want to do porn performing with all these kinds of women. I want to do porn performing with women who are considered plus size, full figured, that society calls them. I want to do porn performing with the kinds of women society calls um, more cushion for the pushing and just for the pushing. Notice I say society says because these are the common ways that people understand. So I'm speaking language people understand but I'm not degrading anybody here. That's why I say society says over and over again. I want to do porn performing with women from Eurasia. Um I want to do porn performing from women who are from Africa, Eurasia. So those are my honest perspectives. I want to do porn performing with women who are from Central America too. I want to do porn performing with the entire human diversity of women. <sighs> okay. see how much energy I have. You know what? I'll just um, make the final I'll do the final episode tonight of this. I'll make this part one because I noticed that when I get very, very um, tired, which I'm doing now, I know that I need to um, change. So I'll definitely be doing that tonight. Um, so right now I'll definitely be um, making a change So thank you for listening to me. Next episode will be the final current call of ethical feminist point, okay?